The Plumbing and HVAC Internet Marketing Show. Discover how to market your plumbing or HVAC business online. From SEO and PPC to Google Maps, reputation management, and social media marketing, we share the ideas and strategies to get your phone ringing, trucks running, and business booming. Now, here is your host, Josh Nelson. So thank you so much for joining me. You know, today we're going to be talking about your 2017 internet marketing plan and really showing you how to maximize your lead flow um, using the latest internet marketing techniques. And a couple things, you know, I've got a big group of you. The tendency is to kind of get distracted and maybe drop off halfway through. So I do want to incentivize you to stick with us throughout the course of the presentation. And if you stay to the end, I've got a couple prizes for you. Um, I've got our 2017 internet marketing plan graphic. We, we made a graphic that kind of visualizes this whole process of what you should be doing to maximize your leads. If you stick with us, I'm going to provide that to you. I'm also going to provide you the checklist that you can work with on your own. You can work with on your uh, with your team to, to really identify what you're doing well and you kind of just say, oh, I'm all set. I'm, I've got these things under control and to really give you clarity on what you need to change. So I'm going to send you that as well as our list of the most commonly searched plumbing and HVAC-related keywords. Uh, from an internet marketing perspective, SEO, pay-per-click advertising, one of the most important things is to understand what your customers are typing in when they need your services. So I'm going to provide you a list of what we found to be the most important, highest commercial intent keywords. And we've spent a lot of time researching this, and so we're going to be sharing that with you for those of you that stay around to the end. And I really want you to kind of stop what you're doing, look up at the screen, even though you can't see me, but you can see my screen, put down your cell phone, and a couple things, right? Turn off your phone right now. You, you know, there's so many distractions, but if you're serious about making the most of your internet marketing opportunity, really making the most of your business in 2017, taking things to the next level, accomplishing your goals, then you need to just focus on this. Turn off your cell phone, turn off Facebook, and give this your undivided attention. I'm going to be giving you my very best information. I've put together a 26-page worksheet that we're going to be going through together throughout the course of this session. So all I ask is that you give me your undivided attention. That way you can get the most value out of today's session. Just real quick about me Obviously, you're on the webinar, so you have a little bit of context as to who I am. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. I'm the author of the Complete Guide to Internet Marketing for Plumbing Contractors, as well as How to Triple Your Sales by Getting Your Internet Marketing Right. I'm actively involved in PHCC, QSC, Service Roundtable, Nextar. My articles on internet marketing are published in Plumbing and Mechanical Magazine and Contractor Magazine. Um, you know, This is what we do all day, every day. I'm excited to say that our company, Plumbing and HVAC SEO, uh, made the Inc. 5000 list this year, the fastest growing companies in the United States. And we are extremely passionate and work exclusively with the plumbing and HVAC industry uh, about implementing these strategies, right? Setting up the websites and claiming the directories and writing the content and developing the graphics. It's what we do day in, day out. Um, and, and if you decide you'd like to have us help you with your internet marketing strategy going into 2017, love the opportunity to talk with you about that. As a matter of fact, I'll make... Uh, make an offer for you to do that in an easy way at the end of today's session. But that's not what this presentation is about. 
I'm going to be helping you develop your plan so that you can implement it either on your own or with your team or with your current provider. So don't feel like this is a veiled uh, sales pitch. Overtly, this is what we do. We'd love the opportunity to work with you, but that's not what today's session's all about. Now, the last thing I'll, I'll say about who I am and why you should listen, um, personally, I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of plumbing and HVAC companies throughout the country. Um, and I've seen a lot of them go from virtual obscurity online in their representative markets um, to the point where they now dominate, literally dominate their local area. Uh, a lot of them getting hundreds of calls every single month directly via the internet. And you know, because we have the tracking, we know the numbers, a lot of them have actually seen their revenues grow by over a million dollars per year. And again, I, I don't really say this, these things to brag, but I, I feel like I'm uniquely able to provide you this information because I have worked with plumbing and HVAC companies. This is what I do all day, every day, focus on internet marketing as it relates to the plumbing and HVAC space. And what we have is a proven model. And we've stubbed our toe along the way. We've tried things that didn't work. But being that we've rolled out over 300 plumbing and HVAC related websites, we have access to analytics data on over 150 plumbing and HVAC websites we know what the keywords are. We know what the hot buttons are. We know what Google's doing with the algorithm. We know what's happening with Google Maps and Google Home Services and all of the changes that are happening in this rapidly evolving and changing internet marketing space. And so what I'm gonna be sharing with you, the plan that you're gonna get from today's session is unlike anything else you can find in the marketplace. And so hopefully you can hear the passion in my voice. I'm very excited about this and I really enjoy helping plumbing and HVAC companies increase their sales, grow their revenues, and accomplish their goals. So again, a lot of you just jumped in a little bit late. Um, if you haven't downloaded the workbook, there's a link to it in the, um, in the download section up here. It's actually in the handout section. Or you can open a side browser and go to plumberseo.net slash workbook. That will download the workbook that we're going to be going through throughout the course of today's, today's session. So hopefully you guys have that and you're locked and loaded and you're ready to go. So really the place we have to start when it comes to looking at our 2017 internet marketing plan is our goals. And it's easy to dive right in and say, hey, let's, let's talk about SEO and pay-per-click and um, citations and review management strategies. And all of that's very important and we're gonna get to that. But since today's session is about your plan, it makes no sense to create a plan in the absence of a goal. Um, I'm a big fan of Brian Tracy, and one of his, his quotes that I really like is, success is goals, all else is commentary. Right. So all of that other activity that you do in the absence of a clear direction and a clear goal is wasted time and it's wasted energy. So I just want to spend a couple minutes focusing you and really getting you acclimated to what are you trying to accomplish in 2017, what's your goal? And for those of you that are that are advanced students, like my NextStar members and my QSC members, this is probably, you know, you did this beginning of December, you've got your plan and you're ready to rock it. That's great, just write it down, it's good to have it. Some of you though, this is kind of a new concept. What do you mean I need to write a goal? How do I know where I'm gonna be at the end of the year? The fact is you have the ability to create and manifest your reality and so, what you think about, what you set in writing, and what you decide you're going to accomplish 
can be created by the sheer act of stopping thinking and deciding what you're going to do. And so I'll get off my soapbox on goals, but so really what I want you to do is just write down what your revenue target for 2017 is. And for some of you, I know that might be 10 or $15 million. For others of you, it might be, man, I just want to get to 500 grand. Whatever it is, write it down. And spend a couple minutes kind of drilling down on that and, and decide what that needs to be on a monthly basis. And I'll share some examples of this to make it a little more concrete. Of course, in order to figure out that, you'll need to know how many calls it's going to require to make that happen, what your average transaction value is, uh, what your lifetime customer value is, and how many technicians are you going to need in order to accomplish that goal? And so I really want to encourage you, you have the worksheet, spend a couple minutes and run the math on this with me. And I'll just use a round example because I know some of you are much larger and some of you are much smaller. But let's just say your target is $1.5 million revenue in 2017. So if we take that, we divide it by 12, that means we need to shoot for $125,000 per month in revenue. In order to figure out how many calls we need to generate, because this is all about your internet marketing plan, right? What, what do you have to do in order to accomplish the goal? We need to know what your average transaction value is. And for you, it might be 120 bucks. For others of you, it might be 500. Um, I think if you're a quality plumbing HVAC company, you get good trained technicians, they know how to get in, establish rapport, build the value, it's probably in the 400 to $500 range. So you need to know what that is so you can divide average transaction value by your targeted monthly revenue. And that'll tell you how many calls you need to do on a monthly basis. It's just an active division. Another thing that would be useful for you to know is what your lifetime customer value is. And really lifetime customer value is, is knowing what a customer is going to spend with you for the course of time that, they, that you're in business. So that's usually just a matter of multiplying what your average transaction value is by the amount of times that a customer does business with you in a year and then multiplying that by how long a customer stays active with you. Um, you know, and I will tell you, I've, I've run this exercise with people, and some people, their average transaction values, you know, fifteen hundred bucks. Others, I've seen it as high as like seven or eight thousand dollars on the plumbing side. On the HVAC side, I've seen it north of twenty thousand dollars. So, really, spend a couple minutes and think about what your average transaction value is. And the reason this is valuable is one of the secrets to success and to having a fast-growing plumbing or HVAC business is being able to spend more than your competition to acquire a customer. And you know, when I look at guys that are doing 30 and $50 million per year in this business, and then I talk with a small guy in their, opera, in their area that you know, is a two or three-man operation, they say, man, how in the world can these guys spend so much? How can they have billboard ads and TV ads? And how can they be spending $20 per click? And how can they be making so much freaking money? And it's because they know their metrics. They know what their average transaction value is. They know what the lifetime value of a customer is. And knowing that your average lifetime customer value is $4,500, for instance, means that you could comfortably spend $50 to $60 per lead. You could spend $100 to $200 for, a, for an acquired customer. And so 
you know, this might seem like, wait, wait, I thought this was an internet marketing um, strategy, but the fact is you need to know these numbers so that you can develop a plan based on where you want to go and based on what makes sense financially as you grow your business. And then you also want to think about how many technicians is this going to need to, to, in order to facilitate this. And so you know your, you know your average value per truck better than I do, but it's worth thinking about it because one of the things that, that makes this business fun and exciting is knowing that as you grow and as you make money, you're putting other guys to work and you're actually really developing your local economy. And so it's kind of a fun exercise to think about, well, how many trucks will I need in order to, to hit this goal? So spend some time thinking about that. And, and what this will do was, was to help us figure out how many leads we need to generate via the internet in order to accomplish that revenue goal, in order to hit that annual target. And so to figure that out, we just need to take what is our average conversion rate from caller to a booked call. So somebody finds you on the internet, they pick up the phone, they call your office, they say, hey, I'm in the need of a new air conditioning system. What percentage of those people in your particular business can you convert into a booked call? And you know, there are things that you can do to really improve this. You know, a, a non-sophisticated company answers the call from their cell phone, isn't well you know, planned, they don't have a script, and they don't convert very well. Uh, more sophisticated companies, they have dispatchers ready, standing by. They've been trained to say, thanks for calling Tom Jones Plumbing. How can I help you today? Or how can I make you smile? And they've invested in coaching their dispatchers and their, their ladies that answer the phone on how to answer questions and how to convert calls at a very high ratio. So one of the things you're going to find is that to the extent that you're good at converting an inbound call into a scheduled booked call, you'll be able to spend more on your advertising because your conversion rates are higher. And once you know what that conversion rate is, you can multiply that to figure out how many leads you need to generate. So just back of the envelope math, you know, if your average conversion rate from a caller to a booked call is 55%, we multiply that out, we wind up with about 477 leads per month in order to hit our $1.5 million target. And so, you know, this was just a little bit of a little bit of homework on really thinking about what are we going to accomplish in 2017? What's our target? What do we intend to have happen? And then working backwards from there. You have to always start with the end in mind. It makes absolutely no sense to go out and invest in a nice website and invest in pay-per-click advertising and social media strategies if you don't know what you're trying to accomplish. So, Really, I hope you've internalized this. I hope you've spent a couple minutes and written down your goal. If Those of you that are on, and I've got Jason, Kim, and Bill, and Allie, I've got a lot of you here. What's your goal for 2017? Where are you trying to go revenue-wise? How many technicians do you need to have? I'm not going to pick on all of you, but if a couple of you could just put that into the comments box, I think that would be, that would be awesome. Okay. So Tony's going to 1.7 million. Okay, good target. Who else? Tom. Jason's going to 1.3. Awesome, good target, Jason. Allie's going to 500K. George, 
I'd love to hit 100,000 in a small company. That's great. So we've got a great, a great little disparity. People going, some of them going to 100, some of them going to 1.7. This is fantastic. It's good just to know where you want to go. April's going to 1.6. Maritza's going to 500K. Beautiful. And I, I know this might seem like basic stuff, but the fact is, if you spend the time and the energy and you think about it and you write it down, and what you just did here, putting it in the comments box and putting it out into the universe, you just significantly improve the probability that you're going to make that goal a reality. So thank you guys so much for taking a second to share this with us. Eric says we're commercial. Uh, we do all sorts of services. We're aiming for $30 million. Awesome. You know, that's awesome. And, and hopefully these goals are, are on target. They're achievable. But they're, they're specific. And I'm not saying, again, I know a lot of companies do in that 30 to $50 million range some of the big commercial industrial contracts. Perfect. So now we're clear. We're clear on our goal. We know what we're trying to accomplish. And we know high level what we need to do on a monthly basis from a lead generation perspective in order to make that happen. Now, the next thing we need to think about is really how, how we're positioned in the marketplace. And before we can really dive into the website strategy and the SEO and the pay-per-click, we've got to spend a couple minutes thinking about the fundamentals. Because so many plumbing and HVAC companies that I talk with have skipped past the fundamentals. And the, and the fundamentals really come down to market, message, and media. You have to be clear on who your market is so that you can craft messaging that resonates with them, makes it easier for them to choose you, makes you magnetically attractive to them before you can start to choose the media, pay-per-click, website, SEO, social media advertising. And so I just want to spend a couple minutes drilling down on this whole concept of market, message, and media as it relates to your plumbing and or HVAC company. And so have you ever really spent the time to think about what your ideal customer is? And have you ever done the avatar exercise? You know, as I, as I look at this as a marketer, um, you know, who spent many years kind of doing this, even for me, it was like this whole avatar thing, what, what does that mean? Why do I need to spend any time thinking about this? And I can tell you a couple minutes invested in really thinking through who your ideal customer is will pay dividends because if you truly understand your customer, you can create content, you can create information, you can put out stuff online and offline that speaks to that targeted audience in a way that none of your competitors can, which means you can convert better and you can drive better results. And so in your workbook, we've got a simple um, avatar worksheet. An avatar is really just, it, it's, a, it's a composite of who your ideal customer is. And that ideal customer kind of breaks down into their demographics. You know, where do they live? You know, how much money do they make? But then to their psychographics too, which is, you know, what are their pains and their frustrations? What are their fears? What are their goals and their dreams? As it relates to, to you and your plumbing and HVAC related services. And so you should spend some time thinking about this from your context. I'm going to kind of give you the Cliff Notes version and, you know, just, just kind of share with you what we found in our due diligence because, again, you know, it helps to really understand your customer when you run these marketing strategies. So some of the demographics we've found on average to be pretty, um, pretty common for plumbing and HVAC customers is that your ideal customer is a homeowner, obviously, right? They have to own a home to be willing to invest in the repair, replacement, or installation. 
Uh, they're typically 35 years old and older. You know, they're, they're kind of established. Um, they're usually going to be the female making the buying decision, but the male does come into play often. Um, typically married with two to three kids, the head of the household, uh, making on average $65,000 per year. I know in markets like California, that's way too low. In other markets, $65,000 is pretty high. But they're family-oriented, they're reliable, they get easily frustrated because they're so busy working in their day-to-day -day lives. Um, they like to please people and expect the same in return. Um, they're not handy. You know, they, they don't like to do mechanical things. Um, they like gardening, crafting, arts. Um, they live in the suburbs, upper middle class neighborhoods, and they take an interest in their community. And I'd be curious for you guys here, is that pretty much on target? Probably not for you, Eric, who does, um, who does mostly commercial, but for those of you doing residential, does that sound kind of on point? And are there demographics specific to you maybe that are a little bit different? And I'll kind of keep pressing forward, but please post your comments in the, in the comments box. Eric's asking if the presentation is going to be available for download after. Yes, I will give you the slides and um, all, of the, all of the information. And a lot of this is in your workbook as well. Um, I could probably sell that workbook for a couple hundred bucks, but I'm, I'm giving it to you guys as a, as a, free, as a free gift here. So what are, their, what are their pains and their frustrations? And this is important because understanding who they are right, and their demographics helps us figure out from a social media advertising perspective, from a pay-per-click marketing perspective, kind of who are we going after? How can we target those types of people? But the, the psychographics, the pains and the frustrations and the goals helps us craft content and speak to their challenges. And so some of the pains and the frustrations, obviously, is that their plumbing and HVAC is not working. Um, they can't get a plumbing company on the phone, right? If you think about your customer and the experience that they have, their, their water heater broke or their AC is not blowing cold air and they're like, oh man, I got to find somebody to come out and fix this because I can't leave it, but I'm busy. They take out their phone or they go on the internet and they run a quick search. And most of their experiences, the first couple companies that they call don't answer their phone or they don't return their calls. And so this is a key frustration and or they have the subconscious concern that they're going to go and do this search and nobody's going to get back to them. Um, they, need a, they, they need a plumbing or HVAC situation resolved they're just too busy to deal with it and they're worried that the situation at the house could be unhealthy in some cases like the ac is not working and it's too hot in here and you know i've got a you know, two-year-old kid and what's going to happen to them and so these are some of the pains and the frustrations based on our kind of our study and our research in the market and um, it's good to understand what some of these concerns are some of the some of the fears, right? Some of the things they're really concerned about are they're they're worried about being ripped off, you know, paying too much for something that they potentially could have gotten somewhere else, having damage to their house because the guy they bring in just doesn't do a good job, having to wait around. This is one of their biggest kind of fears is that they're going to call a plumber out, they're going to be standing around, and the guy's not going to show up, and they're going to have wasted their time because they had to call in and say, hey, I'm not going to be able to be at the office today. I, you know, I've got something going on. And then if that doesn't come through, now they've got to go and ask for more time off for the guy that actually does show up. So that's a, that's a big concern. Um, just being inconvenienced, trying to coordinate with the plumbing or HVAC company. Calling, saying the guy's going to come out, waiting around, calling back. You know, when's the guy actually going to be here? And also they're, they're concerned that the cause, it might cause some kind of disaster in the home. 
uh, and or that the bill is going to be more than they can they can afford. And then some of their goals, some of their you know kind of their aspirations is obviously to get their plumbing or HVAC situation fixed, uh, have the issue behind them so they can move on with their lives. Um, they want to take care of their family. They want to make more money, more wealth. Um, they want to drive in a nice car. They want to live in a nice community. They want their kids to be happy. They want to be able to travel and have fun. They want to be respected, and they want to have peace of mind. And so I'd be curious you know, to see what you guys think about this. Alex writing, people want practically free service and then call a handyman or unlicensed professional. How do we drive to the point home that they need to hire a licensed professional? It's a great question. You know, and, and this may be a limiting belief that you have that most people want free or low-cost service. Maybe in the context of the way that you're marketing yourself today, you're attracting that kind of business. I can tell you the, the companies that are doing $5, 10 $15 million per year, they, they get some of those low-cost buyers or, or people just looking for low-cost you know, service. But there are also a lot of people, the people that we're talking about here, they, they're less interested in the low cost, more interested in the convenience. They're willing to pay a premium to know that someone's going to come out, they're going to come out on time, they're going to be available on your schedule, uh, on their schedule that is, and you're going to stand behind your work in case something breaks. And so you might want to think about, you know, are you attracting the right kind of customer? And so what we've done here is just kind of gotten a little clarity on who your ideal customer is. Because if you can see Joe Jones through Joe Jones' eyes, then you can buy what you can sell what Joe Jones buys. Right? And this is a this is a powerful concept. Uh, also one I think I, I took straight from uh, from Brian Tracy is that to the extent that you really get your customer and you get their pains and their frustrations and their wants and what they're really after, you can sell to them in a way that resonates. And so I just want you to spend a couple minutes now that you've thought about your customer, you've thought about their, their really their specific demographic and psychographic profiles, is, you know, why should they choose you versus the competition? What, what benefits do you offer that will really resonate with your customer? And you should spend a little bit of time thinking about this and really trying to, to come up with the unique positioning that makes you stand out in the marketplace. Again, I'm spending time on this because, you know, it's one thing to say, hey, I just want to, I want to drive some leads or I want to get a website up. But in the absence of spending this time and really getting clear and really crafting your messaging, it's not going to be as effective as it could be. And once again, I'll, I'll kind of skip to the cliff notes on this and kind of share what we found to resonate with customers that really works pretty well. And it's, it's really all around the whole same-day service, emergency service, 24 hours available on your schedule and or the notion that we're going to be on time. Again, your customers' fears and concerns are being inconvenienced, having to not have somebody answer the phone. So if you can speak to that and really hit that button in your, in your marketing, you're, you're going to resonate better. Uh, straightforward pricing, upfront pricing, satisfaction guaranteed, you know, just get to give them that peace of mind that they're going to know how much it's going to cost and that you're going to stand behind it should something go wrong. And that you have background check tested, trustworthy, trust, trustworthy technicians that are experienced. Um, and some combination of these will probably work for you. And I know some of you might say, well, I don't do 24 hour and that's fine. Um, you know, but you're going to have to figure out what your unique positioning is that will resonate with your ideal customer 
that's willing to pay a premium for your service and, and willing to pay a premium for the convenience that you can bring to the table. And when you do that, you can start to, to make the case that you can provide fast same-day service, that you offer 24-hour service potentially with no overtime charge. They're going to get a clean-cut professional that's going to show up on time and leave your house cleaner than they left it. And potentially, you're going to provide great service with a, with a guarantee. And so I'd be curious, for those of you that are with me, and we got a great group here, have you spent the time, right? Have you really focused on what what messaging you put bring to the table that makes you unique and makes you stand out from your customers? And so that's really the, the market message media conversation, right? Getting clarity on that now gives us the ability to say, where can we reach that ideal customer with this type of message? Because it's going to resonate so well. And the fact is that your website is the hub. As a plumbing or HVAC company, at some point or another, your customer is going to wind up on your website, either from a Google search or because they clicked on something on Facebook or because they saw your they saw your ad or they heard your ad on the radio. Eventually, they're going to type your company name and they're going to end up on your website. So to the extent that your website doesn't convert well, to the extent that your website doesn't resonate with your customer, you're going to be leaving money on the table within your business. And so I really want you to think about, does, does your website convert? Is it optimized for conversion? And there's a lot of things you can do to really enhance the conversion on your website. And we put together a, a really simple cheat sheet. It's called the Plumbing and HVAC Website Conversion Machine. And it's inside your worksheet. You have it there. And you should probably look at this as a, as a frame of reference to determine Am I really putting my best foot forward for converting the visitors that already get to my website? I'm going to pull up a live example of, um, of a poorly optimized website followed by a, a, an example of a website that has been optimized well for conversion and then show, the, show really what the fruit of that conversion optimization is. And so this is Lanny's Plumbing and HVAC out of Fargo, North Dakota, and less than seven months ago, this was their website, right? And this is a relatively well-established plumbing, HVAC, electrical company in their market. And I know most of you have better websites and you've spent more time fleshing it out, but this is not too uncommon in the plumbing and HVAC space, right? We've got just a montage of information, a basic truck image, um, you know, very little call to action, very little social proof about why I should choose you versus the competition. And so this is, this is an example of probably not greatly optimized website. And while I continue this exercise, um, could you in, in the comments box put in your website address? If you'd like me to pull this up real quick, and I'll only do maybe one or two of these while we're live here today, I'll pull up your website. I'll kind of give you some feedback on are you optimized for conversion or potentially is there room for improvement? So if you're up for it, put it in, and I'm going to keep going and kind of show you an example of a better optimized for conversion website. And so this is the updated Lanny's Plumbing, Heating, and Air website. And a couple things, right? Just kind of taking this straight out of our cheat sheet and thinking about our customer's avatar. What did we say their big concerns were? That they are going to have to wait around, that they weren't going to show up on time. 
So what are we doing above the fold on this homepage? 24-hour response, never an overtime charge. Regular rate, eight to eight. So we're really kind of hitting that main button. Hey, listen, these guys uh, are, are going to be available on my schedule. They're going to show up on time. Or at least that's what they're saying here on their website. Um, we're speaking to some of the, the big bullets, never an overtime charge, um, lifetime guarantee, free second opinions. We don't, get, we don't get overcharged for something we could have gotten done. And, and believe it or not, we're really building trust with this website. One of the worst mistakes I see with plumbing and HVAC websites is the overuse of stock photography. So you get to the site, it might look great, it might look a lot better than this. But what you find is a stock image of a, of a cheesy plumbing guy, and it's just clear that this isn't real. Now, in this case, we get a picture of Lanny's office, right? And they, this is clearly a legitimate company with an established operation. We've got a photo of the owner of the company along with the technicians. And we framed all of this, what we call above the fold. So before we even have to scroll, we've got enough information to say, I trust this company. I believe they're going to show up on time. They're going to serve me well. And we've kind of hit the hot buttons that they want to know about whether to choose this company or not. And we've given them an easy option to take action, right? They can call the number or they can enter their information and convert into a call. Now, of course, as we scroll down, we continue to make the, the case. No gimmicks, no upsells, no hidden fees. And this is a video. And that's another secret, another conversion optimization technique that works really well, is that some people are, are very visual, right? And they'll like, to, they'll like to read. Other people are auditory, like they like to listen. And others are kinesthetic. They like to touch and they like to feel. So we want to touch on all of the modalities, or at least as many as we can, and so on this site, we're using video in order to connect with that person that wants to hear and understand what it is that makes this company unique. And one of the things you'll notice is we're, we're less interested in, in talking about, oh, we do plumbing, we do HVAC, we do electrical, and more focused on, you know, why, why should we choose this company? What, what makes them unique? Why, why should I choose this company versus the competition? And, you know, one of the, one of the other techniques is using bulleted benefits with imagery. So one thing is to say some of the same stuff, right? Friendly service, on time, but doing it in text like this, where it's just overwhelming, it's hard to read, it's, nobody processes information in that way. They process it at a very cursory level. And so really doing it like this, where you get imagery and it's really easy to read, friendly experts, fast response time, upfront service, uh, upfront, one-stop on, one, one source, honest advice, competitive pricing. These are the kind of subconscious bullets communicated in a way that the mind can understand and, and digest that really work well. Now, of course, then we want to get to that customer that is looking for the discount and maybe give them a reason to jump off the block. So we offer them discounts and savings. One of the secrets we've found to work really well when it comes to offering your coupons and your discounts is ask them to opt in in order to get the coupon. So opt in means they got to enter their name and their email address. This is a great way to capture contact information and be able to um, drip emails on them over a period of time. And so we've been testing that, you know, and, and we found it to be a pretty effective way to add people into our email database. And we'll talk about email marketing and where that fits into our overall strategy 
but this is a great way to get those prospects that are in the buying mood, but maybe not making a decision right now and remain top of mind with them over the next week to a week and a half while they're still deciding. Continuing to make the case, leveraging authentic imagery, social proof. One of the most powerful things you can make sure is on your homepage and as high above the fold and in the, in the, in the page as possible is, is social proof. And that's what other people are saying about your company and their experience working with you. So you want to make that, that testimonials, the reviews as prominent as possible. And so I don't want to beat a dead horse, but this is an example of a, of an, of a website that's optimized for conversion. And you'd be surprised how many people make their decision from this still frame right here before they've even had a chance to scroll down or read a lot of the stuff that ultimately they just don't read. They're able to get the information. They're able to, to take action. And you'll notice that this, this little bar follows you down. So even if you're reading about their maintenance plans or you're thinking about their coupons, you can enter the contact information and convert into a lead for this organization. So let's see, a bunch of people have put in their websites. I wish I could show them all. I'm going to pull up George. I'm going to pull up yours from Sterling Plumbing because you were one of the first. So I'm just going to put this in. So thank you for volunteering. So here we are. We're on Sterling Plumbing. Okay, this looks, this looks pretty sharp. Nice professional logo. Good navigation. You know, a lot of the services referenced. Who we are testimonials, inquiry. So this is, this is good. This is better than most plumbing HVAC websites. But now, knowing what we know about our ideal customer, and this is instructive for all of you guys on the call, whether we look at your website right now or not, knowing what we know, have we spoken above the fold to their core apprehensions, their, their concerns, what they're looking to get out of the reason they came to your website? And I would venture to say we're not. Um, we, we haven't spoken about the fact that we're available and we're going to answer live or that they're going to be met with a professional technician. So I would want to incorporate some of that messaging up here above the fold or possibly right here. So instead of leading right with your services, which believe it or not, people really don't, they don't want to go in and read about your HVAC services. Not that they might not get there. And we'll talk about the SEO implication of this. And I might leave your website open so we can use it as an example for the SEO stuff, but um, from a conversion perspective, I don't see authentic imagery, George, where I can see who you are and your technicians and feel like, okay, this is real. Like th this is a kind of an anonymous site, even though it looks pretty. I, I don't see bullets that are speaking to me about why I should choose you versus the competition. I do see social proof, so that's good. I do have the opportunity to submit a form. One of the biggest things though, that is kind of you know, 101 for plumbing and HVAC is you have to have a phone number somewhere up here above the fold. The eye naturally gravitates to this section of your site. And so you've got this, this cool thing that follows you down, but there's no phone number. As a matter of fact, I don't see a number anywhere on the site. So if you didn't do anything else from today's session and you just go in and you add your phone number up here and you add it down here in the footer, you're gonna get a better conversion rate out of this. So I hope that was helpful. Um, you know, kudos on doing a nice job on the site, but um, that, those are some, some ideas on how you can make this even better. Oh wow, we got a lot in here. We got a, a lot. I'm just gonna jump straight to 
climate control. George, post me your comment here. Let me know what you think about that, about that feedback. And thank you for letting us use you as a, as a guinea pig. So now we're here, we're looking at custom climate controls. And this is Julio. Julio, thank you for sharing this. Again, another very nice website. Um, you know, looks like a good logo, nice navigational flow, but a lot of the same problems or, or conversion elements that are missing. Um, no phone number in the header. Um, not, not seeing what I want to see as a customer, which is authenticity. Julio, where are you? Where are your trucks? Where are your guys? I want to see you guys up here. I want a, a quick option to convert, right? There's no phone number. There's no web form, although well done putting this contact us right here. That, that's a good place for that. Um, let's see. Good, good use, good use of a quote. Mm -hmm. We do have a phone number that we can get to. We are using, using Yelp reviews. So, so pretty good. The other thing that that's missing is some of the, some of the stuff that speaks right to our avatar above the fold, which is again, the kind of those hot buttons, right? You're going to show up on time. You're going to provide um, same day service. You're, you know, you've got a guarantee backed behind your service. So I hope this was helpful. Again, you know, you've got a good side. It looks pretty, but there's definitely some room to, to, to improve how well, it, how well it converts. Yep, and so Glenn also posted it. It's a little bit hard to read some of this text, like this is being drowned out in the imagery. But um, hopefully, hopefully this, is, this is instructive. You know, it's one thing for me to, like, rattle off, you know, my examples. It's another thing to look at your peers' websites and or your website and get live live feedback. And, um, you know, I think there's some very specific things that these guys can do to improve their conversion. And probably as you look at this now with the context that you have, you can look at your site and say, hey, well, am I speaking to my customer avatar? Do I have social proof above the fold? Am I making it easy for them up in this snapshot area up here to take action and either pick up the phone or submit a web form? So, so excellent, excellent stuff. Thank you guys for being a guinea pigs. I'm going to leave your guys' websites open uh, as, we, as we talk a little bit about SEO down the road. So look at this cheat sheet. It will help you kind of ascertain some of the critical things you want to make sure you have on your website. And as you look at your 2017 online marketing plan, you know, this is where it has to start, right? The website has to be good. It has to be optimized for conversion. You have to be putting your best foot forward because you don't want to go spend a lot in pay-per-click or spend a lot in SEO services or spend a lot in whatever if the hub where they make their determination isn't really optimized well. And so this is, this is just an example of what happened in the, in the case of Lanny's in Fargo, North Dakota, as a function of improving the website so that it can convert. So I showed you what it looked like. I showed you what happened when we started speaking to the avatar. And initially, back in September, when the website was not live yet, it generated 55 tracked calls. By the time it went live and a full month passed, it instantly jumped to 317 calls. So I'm not, I'm not promising this is going to happen in each of your cases, but I really want to make a strong case for the fact that if you focus on optimizing for conversion, it can have a huge impact in the amount of calls you get for the same amount of traffic. And now, of course, Lanny's is averaging 400 plus calls per month directly via the internet on their website. And so really spend some time thinking about this. Go through the worksheet, and I want you to, to really think about, you know, 
Do you speak to your avatar? Do you have authentic imagery? Have you leveraged video and multimedia to, to get to that person that's more visual and auditory to connect with them? Are you showcasing your reviews prominently on the homepage? And potentially, are you using a tool like Review Buzz or BirdEye to show not just written testimonials, but really aggregated reviews from across the web, the reviews that you have on Yelp and Angie's List and Google Maps? Bring those into your website. Um, do you have an easy conversion mechanism for your visitors so that they can pick up the phone and call quickly and or uh, enter their information? And are you, are you putting a call to action at each block of text? You know, telling them, hey, pick up the phone now and call us at this number to schedule, to schedule your appointment. So that's the conversion conversation. The next thing I really want you to think about before you dive into implementing some of the strategies we're going to be talking about is making sure that you have your tracking in place. Now that we've got clarity on our goal, really like what we want to accomplish in 2017 and beyond, before we start spending a lot of money in a lot of different ways, we need to know what our return on investment is. And we have to have some basic tracking. So the first thing is you need to have call tracking set up for your website so that you can gauge how many calls came in, you can hear recordings of those conversations, and you can quantify, I'm spending whatever I spend on internet marketing, I'm generating this many calls, but how many of those are turning into sales? The other KPI that you wanna look at is the average cost per call generated. Because when you know, here's how many calls I got, here's how much I spent to get them, this is my average cost per call, right? Those things. And you also know this is my average transaction value and this is my lifetime customer value. Then you can say, well, if my average customer is worth 400, I could spend 60 to $90 to acquire a customer. And so knowing what your average cost per call comes out to is critical. And it's really the lever point that lets you scale up your advertising initiatives. So make sure you have a dashboard at a minimum that looks like this, where you can see how much traffic's coming in, what your conversion rates are, how many calls are coming in, what your average cost per call is. And I would, I would urge you, if you don't have some type of dashboard that makes it easy for you to see this information and make intelligent investment choices in your online marketing, um, you, might, you might take caution before spending a lot of additional money. So that, um, that's critical. Don't, don't you just kind of skim past setting up some type of tracking dashboard where you can see at a minimum that information. What I find with most plumbing and HVAC companies is they get flooded with information from too many sources about too many things that really make no difference. They look at ranking reports. They look at traffic analytic reports. They look at um, you know, time on site, bounce rate, all of this other stuff. There are people that should be looking at that and focusing on it. But really what you need to be able to see as the owner of the business driving your company forward is how much am I spending, how many calls am I generating, what's my average cost per call, and then figure out how to be able to spend more to acquire customers as long as the, as long as the metrics make sense. But you can't do any of that in the absence of this kind of tracking. So in rapid sequence, kind of what we've covered so far is just, just, just the groundwork, right? It's, you know, what are our goals for 2017? We've got clarity around that. We're clear on who our customer is and what, their, what the avatar is and what message is going to resonate with them. Um, we've really looked at our website to determine, is it really optimized for conversion or do we need to spend some time and some energy revisiting that website to make sure we're putting our best foot forward in our, in our hub where everybody ends up? 
and we've set up our KPI tracking dashboard. So at a minimum, we can track our calls and we can track our cost per call, which really will determine our, our true return on investment. So from there, we can really look at the plan, right? And so that's what this call is all about, right? What things should you be implementing to really maximize your lead flow online? And we've developed this eight-step process, really of the eight things that you should and could be implementing in order to dominate your local market space. And I'm going to go through this in, in as much detail as possible without taking the next six hours, right? Each one of these topics I could talk about for over an hour. And throughout the course of the year, I will be doing separate breakout webinars on each of these topics. Today is to really to give you the big picture, to see where you're at, where there's room for improvement, and plug yourself in in sequence to the thing that's going to make the most sense to accomplish your goals and to really maximize your lead flow online. So the first is really the foundational stuff, right? Which is what we talked about at some level right now. Making sure that you've got a good website, that it's got good copy, all of the conversion elements are in place, and that it's, it's really optimized to, to drive traffic to and actually generate calls. From there, you know, on that foundation is really focused on SEO, which is making sure you're showing up in the non-paid listings on Google, on Yahoo, on Bing for the most important keywords in your area. And so that might be, you know, Dallas Plumber, Dallas Plumbing, Dallas AC Repair, Dallas Heating Contractor. And, you know, we've developed the list of the most commonly searched plumbing and HVAC related keywords. When it comes to your foundation here on step one, you need to know what those keywords are. You need to have a tool like Bright Local or something like that or have a provider that can look at this for you on a consistent basis to determine how you rank. And you need a proactive strategy to make sure you're ranking for those keywords in that area. And so really, as far as I'm concerned, as you look at your plan for 2017, you shouldn't be spending a ton of money until you have the foundation right and you shouldn't really be spending a lot of money on pay-per-click advertising and retargeting and all the other things I'm going to be talking about until you've got a good foundation, which is you're ranking well for your most important keywords in the non-paid listings. And the reason I say that is because the majority of people, when they run a search, click on the non-paid listings. And so I'm just going to pull up a visual of this for you. And you guys all know what this is, but... Let's just use Fargo Plumber. I typed in Fargo Plumber. This is, this is an organic search right now. And usually what you're going to find is above the map listings is your pay-per-click. And there's three pay-per-click listings. Um, I'm cashed in right now. Google knows that I'm not in Fargo, no quoted, and so it's not serving the ad. Then you've got your map listings. Then you've got your organic listings. And the fact is, I'm just going to try and pull an incognito search for the same thing. The fact is, the majority of people, when they run this search, and it's statistically, it's constantly moving target. Statistically, it's constantly moving. But it's something like 80% of the people are clicking on the non-paid listings. And so you want to make sure you're showing up in the non-paid listings for these various keywords. And not for just plumber, but for plumber, drain cleaning, water heater repair, 
and there are tools that make it easy for you to see how you're doing along these lines. So I'm not going to beat a dead horse, but there's some very specific things you can do on your website in order to make sure that the website is optimized now for search. And again, and I could talk about this for probably two hours, just the SEO piece of it, but I want to snapshot it for you. There's a couple places where you want to put your keywords in order to dictate to Google this site is optimized for these terms. And so the first is your title tag, which on my, my site, you can see up here, the title on this site is Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, Electrical, Fargo, Merced, right? So we've got our keywords, which is the services and the city. So that's the first piece. The next piece is making sure that we've got those in the H1, is that first block of text above the fold. And then, of course, we want to make sure we've got a good website with unique content that has nothing to do with SEO, but really is just relevant information that keeps somebody on the page. Google is looking at that information. Now, beyond that, you have to expand your website because if you want to rank for AC repair, heating repair, all of the different things people type in, you need to have pages for each of those services. So let's just say hydrojetting, right? If we want to rank in your city plus hydrojetting, we need to get hydrojetting plus the city in the title, hydrojetting plus the city in the H1, and we have to have some good unique content for that particular thing. So then when we type in Fargo Hydrojetting, we're ranking for that. And so you know the, the website that comes up here is lannies.com slash hydrojetting. You'll notice their homepage does not rank for this word, but their hydrojetting page does. So in the absence of having a unique page with unique content speaking to that particular service, which is hydrojetting, Lannies wouldn't rank for this. But because we have it and we've specifically targeted it, there we are in the number one spot for that particular term. So for SEO, what I'm talking about is make sure you get your keywords in the title with the geo modification, which is the city, as well as pages for each of your main services that you want to potentially rank for. And then also make sure that you have pages for the cities that you serve. And so I find most plumbing HVAC companies serve between a 30 and 50 mile radius. And so you want to make sure if you want to rank in Morshead and West Fargo and all of these surrounding towns that you have pages specifically targeting those particular towns. So real quick, if anybody wants to volunteer their website so I can look at it and look at it from an SEO perspective, just real quick snapshot so that the rest of you get a, a concrete example of this um, in a, in a non-abstract way. GroundAC.com is offering it. Okay, Glenn, is the sound working again, guys? I hope it is. I, I might have lost some of you guys there for a little bit. So, Glenn, I'm going to pull up your site, and we're going to look at it from, uh, from an SEO perspective. So this, um, this site actually is pretty well optimized for, for conversion, by the way. Um, you know, we've got a real truck. We've got a phone number in the top right-hand corner. We've got a submission form. The only thing I would say is the, the site looks a little bit dated, you know, and that might be intentional, right? And, and that's okay. just doesn't look like a, you know, web 2.0 property that's, that's kind of on the cutting edge. But, all, I mean, a lot of the factors are, are really well placed. Um, the other thing I would say is above the fold here, it's very service-oriented. Residential AC, commercial AC, air quality. But what about me, right? What's in it for me? I'm the customer. Are you going to show up on time? Are you going to be professional? Do you have a guarantee? Do you, are you available on my schedule? You did get that one up here. But some of those things, I might, I might look to add that. 
But um, you know, great use of video. I'm not going to play it because I don't think everyone will hear it. Great use of your credibility symbols. Um, you know, pretty pretty well pretty well done. Now let's just real quick SEO SEO wise. Let's see how we're doing it. I get the impression this is probably pretty solid. So United AC and Refrigeration, Deerfield Beach, Boca Raton. All right, so we get our main keyword AC. I might put repair in there somewhere and um, and Deerfield Beach. So we got that AC repair and refrigeration. You might look to add a geo modifier here in the H1. Um, you know, you do have it up here in your header. You know, if you're not ranking, these are some factors to play with. Uh, Services-wise, let's see how we're doing. Yep, we've got pages for AC repair, walk-in freezers. So let's just see the AC repair page. So this is a page specifically targeting air air conditioning repair, air conditioning AC refrigeration. I would put a geo modifier here. Um, but it looks like you've you passed the test in terms of do you have pages for each of the services that you offer? And it looks like you do have service area pages as well. So let's see, air conditioning services area. Um, okay, so we've got all these cities. And so specifically here, let's say he wants to rank in Tamarack. So he created a page on his website. That's Tamarack Air Conditioning Services. So kudos on that front. It says heating, ventilation, air conditioning, Tamarack, Florida. I would, I would kind of question the use of heating in here. Um, as our first keyword in, in Tamarack, I don't think, you know, software, there's a ton of search for heating related keywords, but, you know, SEO wise, this is good. Couple things I would say, and this is great, it's very instructive for all of you on the call, is are these pages unique from one city to the next? Um, and I would imagine that they are, but I would pay close attention to that. You, you know, you need to make sure that the Hollywood page has different content than the Sunrise page or different than the Tamarack page. And it looks like it does. And it looks like you're leveraging nearby now, which automatically passes unique content to, to each one of these pages. So high level, um, Glenn, I would say pretty sound, right? It's going to convert pretty well. Could be a little bit a little bit more cutting edge. Uh, from an SEO perspective, it, it passes almost all of the tests, right? You've got your keywords and your titles and your H1s. You've got pages for each of your services. You've got pages for each of your cities. This is a great example, guys of what to do in order to really optimize yourself for the search engines going into 2000 and 2016, uh, 2017. So that's that's really SEO. And of course included in that, in order to, to really rank beyond just having your pages optimized, really the thing that determines whether you're on the, the first page or the third page for certain keywords is the authority that those pages have. So how many links do you have? Do you have somebody that's proactively looking to build those links to the website? How many directories are you in, like Angie's List and City Search and Best of the Web? Are you in those directories with consistency of your name, address, and phone number? Are you putting out fresh content on a consistent basis that positions you as the authority in your market? All of these things come into play in terms of how well you rank, which is your overall SEO strategy. And the other really big element of this is your online reputation. So that's, do you have a process where you're submitting a request for review after every service call, along with a link where somebody can write you a review? And if not, that's huge because online reviews, outside of links, outside of citations, are really one of the biggest drivers of your, of your rankings. So that's, that's the foundation, really. That's where I feel like, as, the, as a plumbing HVAC company, where you need to start. Now, once that foundation is strong, 
and you sort of say, what else could we be doing? What else could we be tapping into in order to drive even more sales and, and, and more leads? And I really feel like the second step is pay-per-click advertising. And so that's Google AdWords, it's Bing Search, and a lot of people will tell me, oh man, Josh, you know, I've done pay-per-click, right? I did Reach Local, I did Yodel, I did my own Google AdWords, and I spent a ton of money and I had very little return on investment. And, and really success as it relates to pay-per-click advertising is a function of how well you understand the Google AdWords auction process. And again, I could, I could, go, I could go an hour deep on this topic, but um, let's just do Miami Plumber. And so the, the pay-per-click listings are these, these ones that come up above the fold, right? Mr. Rooter up here, AA Pro, ProServe, and you pay every time somebody clicks on you in that area versus down here where you're getting the free click and somebody's going to you. Again, almost all the people, like 70, 80% go to the organic listings. However, there's enough search volume on Google that the other 20% can drive a significant amount of traffic. And for the most part, you can rank for geo-modified terms in the organic listings if you have a good SEO strategy. So if they typed in Miami Plumber, you could potentially rank for that. Now, it's less likely that you're going to rank for the non-geo-modified terms. So if they go to Google and they type in Plumber or they type in AC Repair, they might very well be in your market, but they just didn't put a geo-modifying in the search term. What we found is Google AdWords now gives you the ability to target the people in those in your service area that type those terms. So you can rank for a much wider variety of terms and be showing up where your customers search. The other thing that we found to be really synergistic is the combination of SEO and pay-per-click. For whatever reason, when you rank in the paid listings, in the organic listings, and the map listings, that has a synergistic effect, which makes it more likely that you're going to get the call than if all you did was organic. And so if you can be strategic with your pay-per-click campaign, which is really just a matter of breaking out your ad groups, writing good relevant text ads, and really making it so that the searcher gets a good experience. You can pay less on a per-click basis for the same keywords. And so I could go to a long, overdrawn explanation of that, but that's, that's pretty much the, the, the short and the long of it. If somebody went to Google and they typed in Miami water heater company, right? that means they're looking for a water heater. A lot of times, the pay-per-click company that's managing your pay-per-click strategy will put that term in your main campaign, drive the traffic straight to your homepage, your relevancy score is not very good, your conversion rate's not very good. On the other hand, if you took water heater, water heaters, water heater repair, water heater company, water heater you know services, and you group those together and you write a text ad, which are these ads that, that, that come up you know in the text, and you say, hey, are you having issues with your water heater in the Miami area? Save $25 on your water heater. And then you land them on the water heater page of your site, which says save $25 on your water heater. That's going to be more relevant, so you can pay less per click, and it's going to convert better because the customer got what they were looking for. So I hope that, I hope that makes sense, and I, really I want to encourage you, don't throw in the towel on pay-per-click advertising just because you had a bad experience with it potentially in the past because it can be it can be really really pretty effective. The other thing then is to is to look at retargeting. 
And I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of retargeting. Um, really, it's just a function of using banner ads to get people that got to your website back to your website. And it's kind of like the whole stalker ad concept. Um, what we know is that 90 to you know, 85 to 90% of the people that get to your site don't take action. So they don't pick up the call and they don't fill out the form. So that, let's just call it 85% of the people, we knew that they're in your market, they were looking for plumbing or HVAC related services, but they got busy, something went wrong, and they didn't call. So what can we do in order to remain top of mind with that particular customer to improve the probability of getting them back? And retargeting gives us a great way to have that top of mind awareness. And it's really just, it's just a function of placing a cookie on their browser through your, you know, on your website, and you can strategically target them. So now when they're on Facebook or if they're on uh, ESPN or if they're doing whatever they're doing on the internet, they start to see your ads. And I'm just going to show you a couple visuals of this if I can get to it. So let's say somebody was just on your website and we know that they were in need for plumbing services and now a couple days later they start seeing that your ad all over the place and it's like how did they how did they know that i was in need for a plumbing company how, how are they like showing up everywhere it's called retargeting it could be relatively low cost in a very effective way to remain top of mind um, and we found it to be really effective and i think if you're doing SEO, if you're investing in pay-per-click advertising, it's a no-brainer to throw a couple dollars at a at a paper at a retargeting campaign in order to, to make the most of that traffic and in order to improve the probability of converting that visitor. So I'm just gonna pause real quick and see if there's any questions on this before before we keep going. Retargeting or anything along those lines. I'm just reading the questions here, guys. Hang with me. All right, there's a bunch of questions. Some of them are, are a little more detailed than I want to dive in right now. So we'll, we'll keep pressing forward. So the, the next aspect, when we look at this circle here, we look at number four, it is paid online directories. So there are online directories that warrant having paid advertising thrown at them. And so those are things like Yelp, Angie's List, YP.com, Porch, the ones we found to be most valuable in today's economy, in today's environment, are, are Angie's List and Yelp. For the, for the primary reason that they've developed a brand, and in most organic searches, these listings come up. So I, I'll just give you a visual of this, if I can find it. Let's do, if I type in Miami Plumber, we've got our paid ads, we've got our organic ads, and here's a Yelp listing. And if I ran this search in your market, if I ran it for AC repair, if I ran it for just about anything, Yelp more and more is showing up in these search results. And so it warrants not just being in Yelp, but it warrants contacting the Yelp rep and saying, hey, how much does it cost for me to have a paid ad on your, on your directory? And it's, in some markets, it's 150 to 200 bucks a month. In others, it's quite a bit more. They have some pay-per-click options available. But one of the biggest benefits of being a paid advertiser on Yelp, being that they are ranking for so many keywords across the country and they're an authoritative directory, is that 
you can show up on your competitor's Yelp listing. So in this case, I'm on Hernandez Plumbing's website uh, listing on, on Yelp, but here below it, Roto-Rooter's advertising, Moody Plumbing is advertising, and so it, it warrants being a paid advertiser on Yelp because you, you know, you're in the place where a lot of people are looking. It's showing up in search for a lot of the more important keywords, and um, you, can, you can get on your competitor's listing as an advertiser and block them on, as an advertiser. So as an advertiser, your competitors don't show up in that area. So that's why I really kind of like Yelp. Let's type a couple more. We typed in false church plumber, right? Um, company we work with there is the, the plumbing doctor. But you'll notice here, here comes Yelp again. Here comes home advisor. Um, there's plumbing doctor again. So it's worth it's worth kind of feeling out like what are the what are the online directories that are also showing up because of our of our idea is to go into 2017 and be the dominant player in our market that means we want to show up in all the places our our customers are looking and believe it or not a lot of them go straight to Angie's List as their predominant source a lot of them go straight to Home Advisor because that's just what they know they know there's reviews there they feel like it's trusted a lot of people go straight to Google and run a search and either click the paid or the organic listings. So it's worth spending a little time seeing what's popular in your market and, and looking at carving out a portion of your advertising budget in 2017 for those, those paid online directories. And you know, again, just in our experience working with, with hundreds of plumbing and HVAC companies, the, the two that stand out as, as really good quality leads are Angie's List and, wipe, and, and Yelp. So moving to number five, and I listen, I'm, I would open this up for questions, but I know I will get barraged with people telling me they hate Yelp and they hate Angie's List, and that's fine, and I've got a bunch of them here, but, um, but that, that's okay. I've, test it, right? Spend the money, put the tracking KPIs in place, know what you're spending, know how many calls you generate, the cost per call is in line, keep it active. If you don't, then you just cancel it and you shift it to something that's more efficient. I'm trying to give you a plan that will help you really dominate and maximize your lead flow in 2017. So number five is really making sure you have a strategy to drive more repeat and referral business. Um, everything we talked about to this point in our plan is about generating leads, it's about gener generating traffic, it's about maximizing our net new opportunity. The other thing you need to pay attention to is how do we take that one-time customer and get them to use this again. How do we get that customer to refer us to their friends? How do we remain top of mind in order to really expand the lifetime customer value with that customer? And so for me, social media is a repeat and referral business engine. The average user on Facebook has 135 friends, checks in between six and nine times per day, and they're there to see pictures of the friends, pictures of the grandkids, just kind of keep a pulse of what's going on. But if you have a strategy to get your real customer, not people random in cyberspace, but your real customer to like your Facebook page, by virtue of them liking you, they've given you permission to remain top of mind. So if you're leveraging email to say, hey, we're on Facebook, please like us. We'll give you a discount on your next service. And then you've got somebody that's proactively posting updates that are relevant and interesting on a consistent basis that gives you the 
ability so that every time they check in and they're kind of scrolling through their feed to see what's going on with their old friend from high school, they see your company, they see your logo, it's another impression. And it gives you that top of mind awareness that, that is going to help build the brand and build a relationship. Kind of in tandem to that is leveraging email marketing. You need to make sure that somewhere in your company you're collecting the names and the email addresses of your customers, whether it's in your dispatch system or whether it's on a separate Excel sheet, and that you're pushing out an email at least once a month to your customers to remain top of mind. This is ultimately the lowest cost, highest return thing that you can do. Um, the best example I can think of of this is Daniel Cordova Plumbing. You know, several years ago, they started their company. They were a brand new company in Southern California, and they grew to over a million dollars in less than a, a less than a year and a half period. And as I interviewed Daniel, and you can listen to the interview on the Plumbing Marketing Podcast, I said, you know, what, what's your secret to your growth? Like, what was the main thing? And he, you know, he was an aggressive online marketer, right? You know, with SEO and pay-per-click and, and, and Yelp and his market. But he talked about one of the key things that really made it work was that he was ridiculously proactive at collecting the names and email addresses of every customer, of every inquiry that he ever got, getting them into an email marketing platform and sending out a personality-based email newsletter every month. And that just anchored him in in his community. It anchored him in so people knew who they were, who he was, they trusted him, and they, they were more likely to use him again and to refer him to his friends. And so he was able to rapidly grow and scale the business. And so make sure that you're, you're thinking about social media as, as a retention tool, and you're also leveraging email marketing to remain top of mind. Which leads us to, to number six, which is paper lead services. And you'll notice that the inflection of my voice came way down when I said paper lead services because I don't really think that the quality of paper lead services are where they where you want them to be. Um, they can be a little bit um, cost prohibitive in some cases. If you're a well-established brand and you run a really quality company, you might not ever have to tap in to paper lead services. So I'm talking about home advisor. I'm talking about e-local plumber. I'm actually now at this point talking about Google Home Services. And, you know, these are companies that do a lot of advertising. They show up in a lot of search. They have a, a pool of people that are requesting plumbing services or HVAC services on a daily basis. And then they charge you on a per lead basis for access to the lead. And they give it to a number of other companies at the same time. Now, the reason I mention it is because there is a vast pool of these type of leads available in just about every market across the country. And if you're one of the guys on the phone that, that mentioned, I'm looking to get to 100,000. I'm looking to get to 500,000. And you, know, you don't quite have your website and your, and your SEO strategy ramped up yet. A great way to turn on leads today is to go out and jump on HomeAdvisor or to jump on eLocal Plumber. Again, they're gonna be low quality leads. You're gonna to have to hustle your, your butt off in order to close the sales, but it's a lot better than twiddling your thumbs saying, oh man, I wonder, I wonder what I'm gonna do this afternoon because um, I don't have any calls. It, it's a great lead augmentation strategy. The other place where it comes into play is if you're a more established company, let's say you've got seven or eight guys and you're only able to keep four of them busy 40 hours a week or whatever your, your hour threshold is, Having HomeAdvisor on standby where you can say, you know, I'm a little slow today, turn on HomeAdvisor leads, start buying them, 
um, you can kind of keep those guys busy, which helps to avoid the excess capacity problem and potentially the problem of, well, I've got these guys, they're trained, it's really hard to find good quality technicians. If I can't keep them busy, they're going to go out and find another job. It's a heck of a lot better to buy a home advisor lead or one of these other paper lead leads than to lose that opportunity. So that's the point I'm making there. Um, you know, don't, don't turn your nose up to these paper lead services. There are a lot of companies that do really well with them. The key, and I'll, I'll give you a secret to, to success. Assume you want to play this game, the, the paper lead game, in 2017. Is this. You have to treat those leads as true sales opportunities. The mistake I see most plumbing HVAC companies make in this front is they want to put their dispatcher to follow up with the lead. So their dispatcher is trained and used to answering a call, scheduling a date, a date and time, and sending a technician. Right? They're not sales oriented. These leads that come in from Home Advisor are people that maybe price shoppers, they may just be thinking about it, and you're paying, let's say, between $15 and $50 per lead, you want to make sure you almost have like a dedicated sales guy, and he's used to selling you. Maybe he was inside sales or B2B sales. If you get a real salesperson on the task, and you take those leads seriously, like real sales opportunities, and he's trained the second a lead comes in on HomeAdvisor, he's on the phone, he's calling that customer, he's trying to schedule a call. Or... He's also getting a voicemail, leaving a message, putting it into a tickler file, calling again an hour later, calling again two hours later, trying them for the next three days. I tell you, if you can put a proactive person like that on the task of following up with your home advisor leads and your e-local plumber leads and your network leads, you can monetize that. It can be extremely profitable for you. And those customers can have a nice lifetime value. Those customers can post online reviews for you, which make your SEO effort work better. So I, I really feel like there's a place for this in your online marketing strategy, whether, whether, you, know, whether, whether you like it uh, or not. Now, the other, the other tip I'll give you with HomeAdvisor is it, it's really the guy that responds first that gets the call. So what you want to do is install the app on either your phone or your sales guy's phone because the, there's a delay in the email alert. So let's say you sign up for Home Advisor, you say, okay, I'm gonna buy 20 leads, I'm gonna see what happens, and you're just gonna sit back and wait for the email to ring, and then you're gonna look at it and say, oh, I'll call this guy 20 minutes when I have a chance. You're already like two hours behind. The aggressive sales guy has the app on his phone, he gets a ring, he stops everything he's doing, he calls, he's at their home before you even got the email alert. So if you're gonna play that game, Make sure that you have it on the phone and you've got somebody that's you know, not just kind of passively following through, but is aggressively following through and give him a spiff for each one of the leads that he turns into a booked call. Give him some type of commission structure to, to facilitate it. And, and the other thing you can have this individual do, and I'm kind of you know, creating potentially a new position for you and your company, is have that individual call your customer base once a month. You know, you've got thousands, tens of thousands of customers that have done business with you in the past. You know, a key thing I see a lot of really successful companies do is they've got somebody on the phone just reaching out. Hey, wanted to touch base. You know, we did business with you XYZ date. Wanted to see if we could schedule a time to come out and help you with anything. A call as simple as that will generate business if you have somebody doing it on a consistent basis. So, I mean, that's just a way to help justify having a full-time person that's proactively following up and following through on your, on your paper lead sites.
Now, another thing I want you to pay attention to on this front, um, if we type a search, so I'm going to run a search for San Francisco plumber, and you're going to notice something completely different in our search result than we saw anywhere else. And what we're seeing is not a map at the top, but a like a list of guaranteed companies. And this is something Google's been doing in Southern California, and they're testing it, and we're not sure whether it's going to be rolled out across the country or not, but they've removed the map listing. They've changed it for Google Home Services, which is Google's version of a, of a home advisor, and these companies pay on a per lead basis. And so I would encourage you guys, if you, if you don't have this on your radar, figure out what Google Home Services is, Get yourself pre-screened, especially if you're in one of these markets because the map opportunity is gone. And there is information online, potentially, that HomeAdvisor is doing some type of strategic alliance with Google. Now, that could be BS brought up by HomeAdvisor. I don't know. We're just kind of keeping our ear to the, to the trends and what's happening in the industry. And some people believe that Google might potentially replace Maps with something like Google Home Services that's actually powered by HomeAdvisor because HomeAdvisor already has a bunch of contractors. They've already got a bunch of contractors that have lots of reviews. And so it's kind of a pre-vetted thing that they can plug in and turn on a billion dollars worth of revenue overnight. So I would encourage you to reach out to HomeAdvisor, kind of get yourself at least added to their program. My caution is make sure that they don't Hijack your online listings, and one thing that HomeAdvisor can and will do in a lot of cases is when you sign up, they'll go into your Yelp listing and your Angie's List listing and all of your sites, and they'll change the information to show their company, their tracking number for you, and then charge you per lead for your own calls. That's a very bad thing. It hurts with your map rankings. It wastes a lot of your money. It kind of cannibalizes your sales. So I say with caution, pay attention to Google Home Services. Pay attention to... Um, home advisor and don't be asleep at the wheel if Google were to flip the switch on this at some point in 2017. So that's kind of my, my projection for things that may come in the future. Now bringing us full circle to number seven is, is actually Facebook and social media advertising. So we talked about social media from the perspective of posting updates to remain top of mind there's also something to be said for strategically targeting the idea customer in your market. We spent a lot of time at the beginning of today's session really planning out who's your ideal customer, what are their demographics. And within, within social media, within especially Facebook advertising, which would be the only social platform I would recommend for this, the, the only, only social, social platform, platform I would recommend, recommend is to put those demographics in they're homeowners that earn a certain amount, that have a certain number of kids. You can choose that and then serve ads to them to generate leads. And, um, you know, this is relatively early in the process. I've seen some examples of this being profitable and effective. I have this listed all the way down at number seven because, you know, you, you shouldn't be spending money on this in the absence of SEO, pay-per-click, retargeting, being in the paid online directories. This is more you've exhausted all of the low-hanging fruit opportunities you really like are, are firing on all cylinders and all these other areas. You're saying, where else could we do more? And that's where I think social media advertising start to beta test that. 
And really this comes into play mostly for the brand advertisers. So we talked about one individual in here going to 30 million. He's probably doing TV, he's doing radio, he's doing billboards for a fraction of the cost per thousand impressions. He could be saturating Facebook in his market. So that's something to consider if you're at that level. Please don't let this be like your number one lead source and your number one plan in order to get things uh, to get things going in your in your business. And the number eight, it would be unconscionable for me to close you know this kind of this plan for 2017 without telling you you should have an offline component to your marketing strategy. So. Don't just do lead generation. Don't just do pay-per-click. Don't keep them all digital. Make sure that you're sending a thank you card after the service. Make sure that you have a printed newsletter that goes out to the customer after the service. That will make you so much different and so much more distinctive than your competition. It will make you much more sticky. And so there are great companies. One of the companies I recommend is G4 Marketing Group. Uh, they're out of Miami here in Coral Gables. And they've got a great program. It's called the 3 into one and what they'll do is they'll physically mail a thank you card on your behalf after every service call with a uh, what they call a bounce back component, which is just a gift card that says save $25 off your next service. And we've got clients that have implemented this in various markets and are getting great results. So just don't not have an offline strategy to, to make sure you become sticky because that stickiness is what makes your average lifetime customer value so much greater. So instead of just earning $500 per customer over their life, you could earn, you know, 2,000, 3,000, and more on the HVAC side. So, so I mean that that's the plan, right? And what I really want you to do now is is spend some time thinking about out of all of these elements, where do you need to focus? And so in our worksheet, we created a simple document. It's called the Get Your Internet Marketing Right Checklist. And what this checklist does is it will help you find where you're dropping the ball. Maybe it's your website, maybe it's your on-page optimization, maybe it's the fact that you're not mobile friendly or optimized. And you know, for the sake of time, I'm not gonna have you stop right now and go through this worksheet, but you should spend some time, figure out what you're missing, and, and really determine what do you need to do specifically based on your goals going to 2017 in order to make it happen, in order to really take things to the next level. So what I will though ask you to do is right now, just in the, in the chat box, type in three things that you're gonna implement from today's webinar. Maybe it's you're gonna add video. Maybe it's gonna be you're gonna create city pages on your site. Give me three things. Again, this is just like when you put out your goals at the beginning of the session. What you post in a public space makes it more concrete and it makes it much more reasonable that you're going to go out and do it and more likely that it's going to happen. So I'm going to ask you guys to post those three items in the box and I want to offer you what I'm calling your 2017 online marketing plan review. And what this is, is the opportunity for me and my team to help you develop your custom plan. So you've got the checklist and that will get you to a certain place. But if you'd like us to do the due diligence for you and with you, which means we'll run a report that shows you your visibility, which will really help you say, here's where you're ranking, no, which will really help, help you say, say here's, here's where you're not. Um, here are the keywords you should be focused on. So that's the first element of it. We'll look at your online directories and tell you where there's inconsistency and whether that's an issue. 
would look at your online reputation and help you decide whether you need a different platform or whether you need a reputation strategy in the first place. We'll look at your social presence and give you some suggestions on how to make that better. And we'll, we'll really focus on your website conversion effectiveness and, and drill down and, and say, look, either this is going to work for you in 2017 or maybe it's time to make an investment to, to really take things to the next level. So I'm offering this to, uh, to you guys that are on the call. We've got a big group. Uh, this is a limited availability. I, I, my team can really only do 10 of these on a weekly basis, and, and 2017 is rapidly coming to a close. So if you'd like to take us up on this and you'd like us to invest the time and energy to help you develop your plan so that you can really kill it in 2017, give us a call at 866-610-4647. Um, you can ask for me, you can ask for Christian, and we will get it on the calendar and we'll roll up our sleeves together and we'll make sure that we, we make 2017 uh, the best year ever. So that's, that's what we did, right? We've developed a plan, right? And we've got really clear on what are our goals for 2017. That's powerful, right? If you've got it written down, you've kind of put it out there that this is what you're going to accomplish you've really improved the probability of making that happen. You've got a lot of clarity around your, your market, your message, and your media, who your ideal customer is, what their desires are, and what kind of conversion copy is going to make your website work well. We spent a lot of time looking at our website and what, what it's going to take to make that website convert, make it really effective. We've, we've put together a KPI dashboard where we can see you know, our most important key performance indicators, right? How many calls do we get? What's our average cost per call? And what's our return on investment? And we've put together a customized plan based on our goals. So we looked at the big picture and then we drilled down and said, okay, this is what needs to be done in order to really make things happen in 2017. So for those of you that stuck with me, um, I'm sure you want to get your, you want to get your gifts, which is the keyword list, the, um, the digital dominance blueprint, as well as the checklist. Uh, just put in the comments box one of two things, uh, and I'll, I'll stick around for questions, but put in the comments box your email address, which would tell me, because we've got a lot of people that sign up for these things and don't show up. I'll be able to run a report because you put your email address and say, okay, these were the guys that stuck with me. They get the special bonuses. So put your email address in there. And if you'd like to schedule the strategy session, you know, you can call in or you can just put it in the box. Say, hey, Josh, I'm ready. Let's schedule a time. I want my 2017 online marketing plan. I want to work with you guys to put that together. So you can just put that in the comments box as well. So thank you for sticking with me. I really hope this was a value. I, I hope that you, now you feel like, okay, I've got a clear plan. I've got clear direction. There were some good ideas and insights here. And, and you can go out and really execute this and, and dominate your local market and really accomplish your goals going into 2017. So I'm just going to go through, I'm going to go through here and see what questions we have. A lot of you guys are putting in your email addresses. Perfect. If you want to schedule your strategy session, put more than just your email. Otherwise, I won't be able to you know, ascertain whether you were trying to schedule a strategy session or just requesting the, the information. So George is asking, do we work with people in the UK? Um, yeah, we do. We actually have a couple clients in the UK, so we would love the opportunity to, to chat with you. If you're interested in working together, the next step would be to schedule your online marketing plan review. So just put in your comments box. I'd like to set that up. 
So um, George says, I'm in Scotland. Not a lot of great options for call tracking. Um, oh, okay. So we, basically what we'll do is a web meeting just like this, right? We'll, we won't call physically, but we'll do a screen share, and you'll be able to talk with us via the power of the Internet. Let's see. So Maritz is asking about a good call tracking company. The company I recommend is called Call Rail. That's C-A-L-L-R-A-I-L dot com. Um, it's very low cost. Gives you the ability to uh, set it up where you can have SEO tracking, pay-per-click tracking, and direct tracking, and really be able to drill down and see what calls came from where. So good question. I'm sure a lot of you guys got value from that. Um, April, add video to website and YouTube. Fantastic. That's great. That's a great thing for you to do. Um, George says improve website, add video, try working with the right people to achieve this. You're looking at the right people, right? This is what we do. So love the opportunity to talk with you one-on-one. -on -one. James said, can you give me the name of the company that sends the gift cards? Yes. It's called G4 Marketing. That's G-F-O-U-R Marketing Group. You can also find them by typing in the wealthy contractor, that's a, you know, they also go by the wealthy contractor. It's Brian Kasavalskian's company. Um, if you send me an email, I will, I'll also forward that to you directly. Let's see, what else do we got? What other questions do you guys have? What, you know, I'm here. I appreciate you guys just giving me your time and your attention. And um, I, I'd love to answer any questions that you guys have. So Rob's asking what types of costs are involved in video creation. You know, it could be free to relatively expensive. Um, I'll kind of show you a couple examples on this front, and guys, you might get more value out of the out of the Q and A than you got out of the whole session. So don't go anywhere because this was a this was a good question. So I'm going to type in Orlando Plumber, and the company we work with is Shamrock Plumbing. And you asked about video, so there's a, there's a specific example coming here. And when I pull up Shamrock Plumbing, he is a he's a good good use of video. He's got videos for most of his services. They actually show up and search for a lot of things. And so this Hi, is... You might not be able to hear it. But this is an example of Mark, the owner of the company, just speaking to the camera. He shot this on an Android phone about three years ago. And if you look at his YouTube channel, he's got a bunch of, he's got a bunch of videos. This is free. I mean, literally free. Didn't buy a mic. Didn't buy a special camera, didn't hire a, a video crew, and it does it really does a pretty good job for him. And these videos, because it's really him, convert pretty well. So that's that's free. And you guys all have the ability to do this. If you did this, you would probably have a 10 to 15% bump in the conversion on your site. Now, an example video that will cost you a couple hundred bucks, we type in. Lanny's Plumbing, so it's maybe like in the $500 range. It's something that isn't actually him or his company on camera, but it's it's voiceovered based on speaking to our customer avatar. And so... Cool. Plumbing and HVAC providers so it's B-roll footage, customized care, dissatisfaction with his logo, his company information. So that'll probably cost you, you know, depending upon your source, somewhere between couple hundred bucks to a thousand dollars then you have what would be more customized 
actually shot on facility at your company. And I'll just go to I type in Allentown Plumber, Sure Service, the company we work with here. And so this is an example of actual footage. It's the little things that keep your life running smoothly. For over 90 years, Schuler Service has kept them that way. 24-hour service, certified technicians, and respect for your home help make Schuler your mainstay. And that's going to cost you probably more like 10,000 bucks to have somebody come out for the day, script all your stuff, shoot the B-roll, edit it, and do all of that. So. I answered that in a long way, but there's there's lots of options depending upon what your goals are, where you're at as a company. You can do it as little as free and as much as really highly produced, highly professional uh, video footage. But um, great question. So Glenn's saying I have an SEO question. All right, good. So would you suggest geo modifiers on the home page of the site that service 20 plus cities? Our office is in Deerfield Beach, but would Deerfield Beach AC appear in the H1? simply because we have 29 different cities. So good question. Happens pretty frequently. This is a company that is in a, in a really big market that serves a lot of different cities and a lot of different towns. And I think this was, well, I, I don't have a site, but ultimately he's not in like Miami or he's not in Fort Lauderdale. He's in one of the suburb towns and it would be kind of crazy to list all of those on the homepage. And so in that case, typically what we'll do is we'll go a little bit more broad on the homepage and on the service pages, like South Florida or something like that, or the county. And then on the city pages, we would be very specific. So we would name Tamarack and Deerfield Beach and all of those different things. You know, better in my mind, because I kind of know South Florida a little bit, would be to do the biggest city to be the primary focus. So we would look at the, you know, what's the population of the market that you're in. And if it's Broward County, most people don't type Broward, but they would type Fort Lauderdale. And if that, you know, we know there's, you know, 10 times more people in Fort Lauderdale than Deerfield Beach. We would kind of anchor on Fort Lauderdale as our primary and then, you know, list out all the subsidies. So I hope that answers your question there, Glenn. But good question. All right. Let's see. Animoto is a good vi a good site to create promo videos. Yep. So Animoto is a like a thirty dollar a month service. What I would say about Animoto, it, it's kind of cool. You just drop in your pictures and it puts music behind it and it pops out a video. I would say uh, you know it's easy to do. It's low cost, but it's not very custom, right? It doesn't um, it doesn't feel like I'm seeing a real person come out and talk to me, greet me. So, you know, it's on the lower cost and it's lower impact. Rather than Animoto, you'd be much better served to do a video like this. Like, put yourself or one of your most, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Your most charismatic uh, technicians. Put them in front of your camera and let him, let him go. That would be more effective from a conversion perspective. Let's see. Movie Maker's free for basic video editing. April, yep, that's right. Genuine, exactly. You want to be genuine with your videos. Do it in PowerPoint. Does not work as well. Again, the face. There's something powerful about having the face of the person looking at you, talking to you, answering your questions. Let's see. What else do we have? 
So Ali's asking, how do we compete with the large companies like Gold Metal? There's just one of us and very few, and very few large companies in our immediate area. Um, you know, one of the ways you compete with a large company like that is to is to be more more specific. So a company that does plumbing, HVAC, electrical, um, you know, generators, everything else, their strategy is going to be kind of broad, and it's specifically done that way because they know once they get a customer, they can develop the relationship and they can generate you know more repeat business, and they can take that plumbing customer and sell them HVAC and a home on a home plan and all of that other stuff. But from an SEO perspective, there's there's definitely an easier path to rank for plumbing specifically or HVAC specifically than um, than trying to rank for multiple multiple services. So I hope that I hope that answers your question. Glenn says you can do some video basic video stuff on Fiverr. It's true. Um, so Nick's asking, how would you recommend taking quality pictures of our team or fleet? Use a fleet freelance. So yes, I would recommend hire a local professional photographer, invest 150 to 500 bucks, have them come out. And, and the kinds of pictures you want are, are these really interesting group shots. So the group shots tend to resonate pretty well and they make it feel like um, you're a real company and look at the team that you have behind you. So you know, just some, some good picture examples. Um, get the... Get the broad team shot of the guys in front of the trucks. Get them in front of the building. Get t- pictures of your guys walking up to the home. Um, team shot says a lot about the type of company you are and how well established you are. So Maritz is asking, can we set up call tracking for print media as well? Yeah, absolutely. So um, on CallRail, you can provision as many numbers as you want. So you have your SEO number, your pay-per-click number, your maybe your you know Angie's List number, and then you also have your... You know, your yellow page number, your billboard number, your truck number, so that you can log into a centralized dashboard and know how many calls you got aggregate and then how many calls came from the various sources. Um, another, another great option is, um, is this company Service Titan. A lot of you guys have, have heard of them. They're, they're big up-and-comer in this market. And what's nice is they will let you provision numbers. Then those calls ring straight into your Service Titan application. You can dispatch your guys straight from, straight from Service Titan. You bill on Service Titan, and it really bridges the gap between how many calls did we get from what source to how much revenue was actually generated. So it's one of the few applications that I know of that lets you go that deep and that granular. So, um, but you would still probably want something like CallRail in order to be able to have the technology to swap numbers based on source on your website. So you would set ring two numbers to the destination number on, on like a service Titan application. Let's see. Great questions, guys. I really appreciate the feedback, um, and I appreciate the questions here. So Glenn's asking, how do you feel about software like Nearby Now? Do you have any recommendations on program or software that helps generate reviews on the site? We're talking to a customer through the process, the review process with Nearby Now. It's difficult if they don't have a Google slash Yelp account. So programs I recommend, the I really like Nearby Now. It's the app that would be installed on your technician's phones. The whole concept is 
your guys check into the field, the information automatically passes to the city pages on your site, which creates that good, unique content for the city pages. And then you can also push out our automatic review request from nearby now. Um, the fact that if, they, if your customer doesn't have a Google account, they're not going to write a Google review, right? So, you, you know, that's where we're giving them the options, whether they can choose to go to Google or they can choose to go to Angie's List, works pretty well. There's no workaround for that. I mean, they don't have an account. They don't have an account. They're not going to publish the review on those types of public spots. Um, another good review platform is Review Buzz, also picking up a lot of steam in this space. A lot of our clients use Nearby Now for their check-ins and then Review Buzz for their review management. Um, you know, the whole concept of Review Buzz is that the reviews are written um, for the technician. People would prefer to write a review for a technician than they would for a company. And so with Review Buzz, you set up all of your technicians, you set up your dispatchers, the email goes out from Tommy, you know, your, 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 your tech. He was at the home, his face is now on the email, and he's saying, hey, would you take a minute and write me a review? A little bit more resonant, and um, a lot of our clients are getting really good results with um, Review Buzz as the mechanism for getting online reviews. So um, Rob's saying, you know, I looked at a couple of the example sites and noticed they're on WordPress. The KPI you showed is that custom plugin you created uh, have tracking goals and triggers via Google Analytics. So yes, we build our sites on WordPress. We find that to be a very scalable, um, SEO-friendly platform. It works really well. There's lots of great plugins we can put in to systematize things. So that's the first piece of your question. The second piece of your question is the KPI report. Uh, we have some custom platform that we've developed, pulling in the data from analytics, pulling the data from Google AdWords, as well as the call tracking data from CallRail, which gives us the ability to, to spit out those metrics. There are other ways to do it. Um, you, know, you could just do it in CallRail. You could set it up in Excel spreadsheets. Uh, one, of the, one of the things we've spent a lot of time and energy building is the ability to have that, to have that dashboard. So might not be the answer you're looking for, but that's the, that's the reality. Let's see. Nick says, so much value. Thank you. Wow, Nick, thank you. I appreciate that feedback. Ritza says, thank you. April, can we get multiple numbers with service type in the track as well? Yeah, that's, that's like their big, their big thing. They want you to provision numbers inside service Titan for every conceivable lead source. And yes, you can. Um, that's, the, that's kind of the whole idea. Let's see. Good. Okay. Great feedback, guys. I'm going through your questions. There's a lot of great information, a lot of great questions here. Most of you are still with me, so that's awesome. I'm glad you're getting value out of the out of the Q and A's that we're doing. Let's see. Still going through the questions. Listen, I, I apologize if you asked a question and I missed it. I do apologize because there's there's a bunch in this questions box. It's hard to see what's um, what's new and what's not. So if you had a question that I didn't address, what would really help me out is if you could just repost it at this point um, because I, I've kind of lost 
I have lost my way. All right, so Glenn's asking, have you ever dealt with lead funnel marketing sites such as ClickFunnels? If you have, do you recommend landing page systems in that way? So he's asking about lead pages and ClickFunnels. Um, we obviously, well, we use ClickFunnels. That's when you opted in for this webinar, you, you, you know, I drove you to a uh, ClickFunnels page. And the thank you page that you got that told you schedule a strategy session with me, that was a ClickFunnels page. Uh, we do a lot in ClickFunnels for ourselves. It works really well. We use Infusionsoft as our backend follow-up and follow-through mechanism. Um, it, for home services, it's not as effective. Uh, I found that having your, you know, your website and you drive traffic to your website where they can read your reviews and they can get the information they need to make a buying decision actually works better. So we do use it for ourselves. We don't necessarily recommend it for the you know, plumbing HVAC trade. So Rich had a question, and uh, I'm sorry, James Rich has a question. Is how much time and money do you put towards link building? Is this a big part of your SEO strategy? Um, it is a big part of the SEO strategy. Um, once you have the foundation right of your website set up, which is let's just say, let's let's pull up. We'll pull up these guys again. So this is a company we work with in, in Fargo, North Dakota. Once the website's set up and you've got pages for your services, you've got pages for your cities, and everything is well optimized, all that does is give you the opportunity to rank for those keywords. So now we've got a page for heat pump service, right? Having this page, heat pump service, with our keyword of geomodifier in the title, keyword of modifier in the H1, and you know, unique content that speaks to it, we've got a placeholder. There are, in any market, 100, 300, 1,000 pages competing for that keyword. So the thing that's gonna determine whether you're on page one or page nine is the authority that this particular page that you set up on your site has. And so how do you build your authority? What does Google look at to determine that? Well, they look at a couple things. One thing is they look at the page, they look at the what the customer does when they get to it. Do they actually scroll down? Do they read? Do they go to the next page or do they bounce off? Then they also look at how many links are there to that particular page versus the competition. And so we use tools like Ahrefs, like um, SEMrush to look at the competitive competing pages. So let's just do heat pump services, for instance. This might be a word that he doesn't rank for. Well, I was wrong, he does. So let's say we weren't Lanny's, which is our client who ranks for all this stuff. And let's just say we were AirServe, right? We're AirServe and we're like, man, I'm getting my butt kicked by this company, Lanny's. What's, what gives? And we could take this URL, I mean, we could take this URL right here, heat pump service page, put it into Ahrefs, and Ahrefs will spit out a list. And they'll say, you know, this page has five links. I mean, it doesn't have to be a lot of links really to rank for some of these less competitive terms. And we can look at those links and we can say, okay, here's one I could get, right? Here's one I could create a little article on heat pump service and I could publish it to the, to the Fargo Chamber of Commerce site and get that same link pointed back to my heat pump page. So it's important. It really is what's going to determine where you stack up. And, you know, getting the on-page stuff will get you to a certain level 
usually you just create a page with proper title in H1 and you'll be like at the bottom of the first page or the top of the second page. Really what's going to move you up the list is that ongoing effort for building the authority. And um, the best way to do it is really don't buy Fiverr links, don't go out and do some, some random thing like that. It's just an old-fashioned competitive link acquisition. Look at the pages that rank, use the tools that are available, and, um, and use that to, to move the needle. So, James, I hope that answers that question. Well, I can't believe so many of you guys are still here. I'm glad, I'm glad you're getting value from this Q&A time. All right, so Glenn's asking, does the content in the footer give SEO benefit? We have no idea what to put at the bottom of the page other than navigation links. Lanny's Inc. has a quite a bit of content down there, um, and I notice on other sites too. So there's a couple things, right? We, there's certain things in the footer because the footer is universal and it carries over to all of the pages on the site that you want to have. The most important in your footer is your, is your name, address, phone number. Right, and this is this is a miss if you don't have your name, address, phone number as it exists on Google Maps, as it exists on Ansys List, as it exists on all of these other sites. So that's that's the first thing. The second thing is, you know, I tend to list the top ten cities that you want to target because first of all, it gives people the context. Okay, this guy serves my area. Um, my city pages now don't exist on an island; they're linked to from multiple places on the site. But the other thing is. Now, each of these cities are concatenated with each of our services. So, for instance, you know, this is a company based in Fargo. That's their anchor city. Let's look at um, a drain cleaning. So, we're not creating Fargo drain cleaning, Moorshead drain cleaning, uh, West Fargo, Glenwood, Horace drain cleaning. That would just become excessive. Now, we have a page specifically targeting Fargo drain cleaning, repair and clog removal, but because we have these in the footer, which are on every page of the site, we also have those cities mentioned combined with drain cleaning and all of these other service pages that we have. And so we tend to have down there in the footer the name, address, phone number, and, um, and the cities that we, that we serve. So I hope that helps. And then the rest of it's more conversion-centric. Um, you know, give a little bit of extra trust. You know, let them know that we take credit cards and have financing. Um, that just helps to... Um, to tighten that up. So he's worried uh, about duplicate content in the footer. Um, it's not a concern. I mean, you look at look at all the sites we have that, that rank really well. You don't want to put 10,000 cities down there, right? Take it easy. Like pick your top 10 cities and have them down there. Um, but other than that, don't worry too much of it. Okay, so Rob has a follow-up, and that question is, Speaking of link building, is it worth purchasing directory links such as Best of the Web? Are there any contractor-specific paid directories that are worth investing? You know, there there are certain directories that are that are worth investing in. Uh, we've got a list that we've kind of combed over the years. Um, it, you know, that's probably more of a tier two. You set up your set up your website so that it's optimized correctly. See where it ranks. Do competitive link acquisition. You know, all else fails then you can start to look at the paid directory sites that your competitors are in that can move the needle. Usually the rule is that if you can get as many authority links and not garbage links, but the real links as your competitor, plus like one or two, and your on-page factors dictate to Google that you're a good page and you're not getting 100% bounce rate and people are interacting with the content, you can win the day. So 
Yeah, there are certain ones that are that are worth paying attention to. Um, Tom's asking if there's going to be a replay. Yes, assuming the technology worked, and I hope that it did. Um, I will. I'll say this out as a as a video file, and I'll share it with you after the fact, along with the the slides from the presentation, because somebody had asked about that as well. Tom says thanks. You're welcome. Thanks, great. Says Glenn. You're welcome. George, thanks for spending the time explaining. Not that I'm doing wrong, but what I'm doing right. Hope we can catch up soon and make something happen. Absolutely, thank you. Um, it was recorded certain areas with my I recorded certain areas with my phone. Okay, cool. That was clever. That was pretty clever. Um, okay. Any other questions? I want to make sure I don't leave anybody hanging, but I think I've answered the ones that were out there. Beautiful. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining me. I, I really hope you got great value from this. You know, go out there, execute this. I will be following up with you with additional resources. Um, I will be doing webinars like this throughout the course of 2017. So, you know, if you're interested in learning more about pay-per-click and you're interested in learning more about the specifics of SEO and link building and the specifics of how to build online reviews outside of just what tools work well, I'll be drilling down on each of these as we go. So hope you got great value from the session. If you, um, you want to talk and you'd like to schedule a time, you can always go to um, plumberseo.net slash schedule. There you can schedule a time or you can call us anytime at 866-610-4647 and have a, have a fantastic 2017 and I wish you nothing but success. Thanks so much for your time. Talk again soon. Thanks for joining us for another great episode of the Plumbing and HVAC Internet Marketing Show. For more great tips, ideas, and strategies, be sure to subscribe at plumberseo.net. 